Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. Let's talk about wildfires, because the national media isn't. And that raises both my concern and my suspicions. Canadian wildfires that dumped megatons of carbon and ash across half this country. Then it was the Maui wildfires that devastated a town, a tragic, tragic event. And for the past month, there's the Louisiana Tiger Island fire, the largest in that state's history. More than 400 fires burning in that state, covering 33,000 acres. And containment of the fire remains at 50%. Thousands of homeowners in southwest Louisiana forced to evacuate. The Tiger Island Fire, just one of four major wildfires burning in Louisiana, and forestry officials suspect arson in a number of those 441 fires. In the Maui Fire, the power utility is being blamed for not shutting off power and down lines sparking the wildfire. In Canada, The usual suspects, careless campers, lightning, and at least in a number of instances, arsonists. But always the Marxist left conjures up the same causal theories and starts the media cry of global warming, and all without convincing or in most cases even rational explanation. I'd like to point out the fires in Canada, more than a thousand of them now, burning all across the country at one point or another. That's never happened in the history of Canada. Never. These wildfires are raging still. They've scorched an incredible 25 million acres in Canada, an area the size of Kentucky. The number of fires in Louisiana, a record as well. And the timing is interesting in all of these fires. And there are lots of coincidences. More fires burning than at any time in history or at least recorded history. And the Marxist left in North America has been demanding governments declare a national climate emergency for years now. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not a denier of consequences, facts, and likely logic either. And I am a skeptic whenever things just plain don't make sense. The left wants us to believe we're having all of these wildfires because of high temperature, so let's take a look at some data. 2016 is the hottest year on record. Seven years ago, in 2016, according to the National Centers for Environmental Information, there were 30,000 fewer fires that year in the United States than 10 years earlier. So what's going on? Conspiracy theorists might suspect more than a few fires being started by the Marxist Enviro-Marxists. Or they might recall mysterious laser beams hitting Hawaii for a number of nights before the Maui fire. Or Chinese balloons that were flying over Canada and the United States for weeks on end. 
What if, well, you get the point. We need governments that investigate, not just events with which they push ideological dogma as gospel. Personally, I'd like to know more about those balloons, wouldn't you? And now the Marxist Pope of the Catholic Church. He's taking on U.S. conservative Catholics this week, I suppose all conservatives in the U.S. Pope Francis saying in a private meeting that, quote, backward U.S. conservatives have replaced faith with ideology. Now that's ironic. This is the same Pope who time and time again throughout his time has replaced religion with politics. It seems the Pope is as committed to his ideology as to leadership of the Catholic Church. Just last week, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer caught Joe Biden in his latest scheme, the scheme to use pseudonyms and code names when dealing with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates and others. And this week, after Comer demanded the National Archives turn over all documents with Joe Biden's code names, the National Archives confirmed 5,400 emails with Biden's known code names and aliases. Here's Congressman Comer on what's next. We found the pseudonyms. Uh, this answers a lot of questions why we couldn't find more information and more communication about Joe Biden's trip to Ukraine. We were requesting the information uh, for Joe Biden, but we didn't think about Robin Peters. We didn't know about all yep. these pseudonyms. So now we have the pseudonyms. We've got a whole new batch of emails we expect to get in any day. We found where they did copy Hunter Biden on government emails. This is something that the Democrats and the media uh, have said, oh, you've never been able to tie this to Joe Biden. You've never been able to tie this to Joe Biden. Well, now we've tied it to Joe Biden as if we hadn't already. And then what we released today is hard evidence in Joe Biden's own words of where he has lied to the American public 16 times. Now, he's lied more than that, Rob, but he gives so few interviews. He is the least transparent president in the history, especially with his exactly. friends in the media. Uh, but we've got him in his own words lying and we have the evidence. The chairman expects to get those documents either voluntarily from the National Archives or by subpoena. And when the Republicans get back to work in Congress in a few weeks, they'll have to take up a host of issues. A Biden impeachment inquiry chief among those. Another, a spending bill. The federal government is set to shut down on September 30th if Congress can't come to an agreement on a spending resolution and some members of Congress are saying they will oppose any omnibus or temporary spending legislation, including our guest today. Joining us is Congressman Matt Rosendale, a member of the Freedom Caucus, member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the House Oversight Committee. Congressman, great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. You're obviously upset a little with leadership and what is happening with funding and the prospects for reining in spending. There has been, and it's very disappointing uh, to myself, to many members, and certainly to the voters across the state of Montana. Uh, what we were assured of when we when we uh, began the 118th Congress, Lou, was that we were going to fund government the proper way 
which provides scrutiny and transparency, which is through the 12 separate appropriation bills. It hasn't been done for about four years now because what we have seen is Nancy Pelosi passing a continuing resolution. And then at the end of the year, they would uh, the Senate would send over a big omnibus pork filled 4,000 page, 7,000 individual earmarks, and then just jam that into the House of Representatives. And unfortunately, there's been enough weak members on both sides that they would pass that. We said, and we were assured we were going to have the appropriations process. And now that uh, we're getting towards the September 30 date, which again, this is not a mystery date. We've known that that is when it needed to be done. We had ample time to pass the appropriation bills. Leadership has not done it. I don't know whether it's out of negligence. I don't know whether it's out of malice, but it doesn't matter. What I'll, bet you've got a, I'll, bet you've, I'll bet you've got a strong suspicion, which, though. Yeah, well, what they're going to try and do is pass another continuing resolution. Now, here's what it is. It means that they will extend spending, okay, at the levels that we voted against for the last two years on policies that we voted against for the last two years. That's what a continuing resolution is. It keeps things the same. It's the absolute definition of kicking the can down the road. And it sets the table for us to have another omnibus bill passed at the end of the year. I will not vote for a continuing resolution. We have, unfortunately, a bunch of members and some of my closest friends within the the Freedom Caucus that say we won't vote for a continuing resolution unless it contains certain provisions for securing our southern border, for uh, taking the wokeness out of the Department of Defense, for you know uh, making sure that we can do something about this terrible fentanyl crisis, eliminating the New Green Deal provisions. That's all fine and good. But I I asked them the other evening, I said, do you believe that we're going to get any of this? And they said, well, not really. I said, so why put it out to the American people then? I believe in being honest with the American people. And the fact is, the continuing resolution will not contain those provisions. And if it did, it would not pass because there's not enough Republicans that will stand up and and support it. And so, therefore, I'm saying – I'm not going to support a continuing resolution. That's not the way to fund government. And if we're going to fund government with continuing resolutions and an omnibus, there is no difference in a Speaker Nancy Pelosi and a Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Well, let's let's examine this thing just a little bit, if we may, Congressman. Uh, I think when uh, when Speaker McCarthy rolled over for President Biden and, and instead of worrying about two trillion dollars, we started to worry about four trillion dollars when he basically turned over the, the keys to the Corvette uh, to Biden uh, and he didn't ask not to drink and drive. I mean, this is this is quite a lark we're on here because of where McCarthy has already bailed. So knowing that. Why didn't the Republican con- conference be uh, get prepared? I, I guess I can, uh, we'll just start with this. Where have the chairman of the appropriations uh, committees been uh, as we approach? I mean, I, I know you guys are going to work awful hard uh, going forward into the fall. You're going to get back what on the on the what, the twelfth? Is it? Tenth. I think it's the tenth of September. Tenth. I see. I, I shortchanged the Republicans on this. Back on the 10th, uh, the 30th comes up pretty quick on that, 20 days by my count, and you guys are going to get rolled again. 
Uh, because yeah, we are. Have, but, you and know, it, it's, the and, Republican and, 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 it's the Republican Party here that is in question. Uh, you've exactly. got enough rhinos to nullify uh, the Freedom Caucus and conservatives uh, of all stripes and moderates. I mean, there's nothing really conservative about <laughs> following the rules of appropriations, uh, being uh, straightforward, uh, honest and looking forward to fiscal responsibility. And I mean, the, under Kevin McCarthy, that's all dissolved. You wouldn't know which party was uh, supposed to be doing that. There's, it's the same bunch of, uh, it's the same bunch of nonsense. You're, you're spot on. And, and you went back to where this all began. Okay. We had a really good, solid NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, that we passed. We were able to claw back on all the wokeness. We were able to claw back on all the transgender, this abortion funding, these terrible, terrible, heinous things that the Department of Defense was actually spending money on. But then a bunch of us worked extremely hard for 90 days to put together a debt ceiling package earlier in the year, beginning in March, to make sure that if we were going to extend the debt ceiling, increase it, we were going to take all of the additional revenue that was available that had not been spent on these boondoggle programs that the Biden administration had put forward, whether it was COVID, mm -hmm. whether it's New Green Deal, the, the 87,000 IRS agents, we, we clawed all that money back and we froze the spending. And, and when that debt ceiling package left the house, Lou, we had 218 Republicans support it, voted for it. And right. before the ink was dry and the Senate had an opportunity to take it up, Kevin McCarthy went over to the president's office and negotiated a deal. And not only did he increase the debt ceiling well beyond, we were going to go until March of 31st of, of 24. That was it. OK, he extended it out to January of 25 and took away all of the savings, took away all of the clawbacks. And, and so basically it eliminated any kind of leverage that the House of Representatives yeah. had going forward. So he put into motion the very events that that put us in a position where we have very little uh, ability to negotiate from a, from a position of strength. We really don't because of all the things he's already done to take our knees out. And so there are still enough people that can keep this from taking place. That debt ceiling package, the one that he prepared, it passed with 169 Democrats and 145 Republicans. He was able to get more Democrats to pass his legislation. So why is he still Speaker of the House? Because what you're describing is straightforwardly in, in your face uh, being told that he's the Speaker, he's in charge, and all that stuff about democratization and the chairman uh, are going to have immense power. And, oh, yes, and everyone can put forward an amendment and committee. We're going to regular order. What you all have gone to uh, is regular uh, <laughs> royalism uh, in the office of the Speaker. And, by the way, you picked a really, uh, 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 you know, I know you didn't pick him, but you picked a beauty in this guy. Because he doesn't have a clue what's happening, and he is—he's uh, got Paul Ryan whispering in his ear every daggum minute. Yep, you, yep. And you'll think? see that there were six of us that refrained from voting from Kevin McCarthy ever. There were six of us. It was me, Andy Biggs, Eli Crane, Bob Good, Lauren Boebert, and Matt Gates. And and we just said we know what's going to happen, and and we can just can't bring ourselves 
to vote for a leader McCarthy because we know that if you change the rules and you don't change the leadership that's going to implement those rules, you're going to get the same product again. And I still uh, remember you. I still remember you there in the in the house uh, waving away. Uh, was it Bulbert uh, waving away that whoever it was had the phone uh, and President Trump was there and you're waving him away. You're sitting kind of uh, lonely. Uh, it was uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I believe. Is that right? That is correct. And, uh, you know, we're not supposed to even utilize used phones on the House floor. It's prohibited. Well, what that is what I remember. What I remember is your strength and your straightforward uh, dismissal of any interference with you in that moment. That was a historic moment because the House of Representatives in choosing and in making uh, uh, known um, the, the uh, who would be the, the speaker of the House based on the negotiated uh, agreement. Yeah, you know, I just uh, I give you great respect and uh, I, I still applaud you on that. Uh, well, look, the thing of it is, contracts are only as good as the individuals that enter into them. I, I negotiated literally thousands of contracts over my career. Politics isn't my career. <laughs> Anybody who has a career in politics has a tainted vote. But it's not just the amount of money that's being spent, Lou. What we're seeing is what it's being spent on. We are, we are we are enriching the FBI to attack American citizens. We are enriching the EPA to attack American businesses. We are enriching the, uh, the Department of Defense to spend money on Green New Deal boondoggles and, and again, uh, procedures. Medical procedures that you just said the magic across this country are completely against. You just said the magic word, procedures. Nothing, nothing uh, bores me more in Washington than the process. But we, uh, I have to tell you, you're making uh, the uh, 118th Congress exciting again because you're coming out straight against uh, Kevin McCarthy and the fools who think that they can play rhino and get away with it. Uh, we're talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. We're going to take a quick commercial break here. We're coming right back with him, and we're going to find out what else is going on that we probably would just as soon uh, ignore uh, all across the country, but which will determine uh, the fate of the republic. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're back with Congressman Matt Rosendale. And Congressman, uh, I have to say the uh, the I word, Speaker McCarthy, who I, I think... Uh, 
you can see how little regard I have for the man, uh, saying that the House may initiate an impeachment inquiry right after the break. No guarantee, no promises, just a may. Uh, and it looks like he's just sort of trying to throw a few uh, rose petals in his path uh, to get uh, to get back into place in uh, in the House. What do you make of it and what do you make of him? Well, maybe you remember David Copperfield, one of the most famous magicians besides Houdini. And it's always the sleight of hand, Lou. It's always the sleight of hand. Watch the one that's not doing something that you think is not doing something. And I'm a, I'm afraid that what we're uh, going to witness now is uh, Speaker McCarthy try to use the impeachment uh, distraction, whether it's for Mayorkas, whether it's for Biden, whoever he finally allows the uh, the House to start uh, evaluating and investigating the uh, the resolution and the opportunity to to proceed with a, a uh, an impeachment uh, in order to distract from his own uh, deficiencies uh, and the conversation that has already taken place across a lot of members to utilize the motion to vacate the chair. We heard Ronnie Jackson from Texas come out uh, just yesterday and he was doing interviews and he said right. he feels it's inevitable that, that somebody's going to bring up the motion to vacate the chair. You can't function and, and manage the House of Representatives uh, in the fashion that he has, like Nancy Pelosi, uh, and not expect something like that to take place. You know what, um, Congressman Jackson, uh, one of the things I did not like about what he said was, but he's going to do it. Uh, it's inevitable. He, is, he goes from being a congressman to, a, you know, a fortune teller. I don't need to see any crystal balls down there on the floor. I just like to see uh, half of that uh, on the floor <laughs> exhibited uh, mightily. I, and I, what I'm seeing. They don't need to be crystal, do they? <laughs> no, they don't need to be crystal. Uh, th this is just... Uh, uh, an absurdity to me to watch all the the blather, uh, you and uh, the brave twenty, you know, you know, and, and it was wonderful what you guys did and have are continuing to do, but then the, the twenty who refuse refuse to censor lying Adam Schiff, or right. as as President Trump. Well, I won't go into what President Trump refers to him as, but he's earned every one of those appellations. I, I, I can't understand how the Republican Party thinks it's going to move forward into uh, another another decade of existence when you have neutralizing factions within the Republican Party, both of whom at both of those factions have not spread the word strongly enough to build their membership and their support. Uh, and that's a failing of both factions. I'm glad one faction is failing. But you guys in the Freedom Caucus, uh, I, I just I, I marvel that there isn't more support for you. I marvel that there isn't an understanding of of what's happening in fiscal policy. And I get so tired of, frankly, uh, young, I'll put this this way, young uh, first term or second term congressmen coming out talking, talking really tough about it. And I'm not going to name names. But then they want to play politics, too. They don't want to get in the way of maybe uh, history because uh, they don't want to impeach Biden because it might be good for the Republicans uh, for him to be on the ticket. So we want to go easy there. I mean, I, I can't tell you how much of that nonsense I've heard uh, from various representatives. What in the world is it going to take 
for you guys to just simply stand up and say this is wrong. The evidence is there. It's clear as a bell. There, By the way, there's no honest American out there watching this process with the Biden uh, regime. Uh, that is a doubt about their culpability and in uh, all sorts of corruption uh, and, and uh, bribery. Uh, it just goes on and on. It's sickening to watch. And then going back to McCarthy, he says, well, you know, in a few weeks we might get to it. This is a national damn crisis, and he might get to it. Well, sure. Thank you, Sport. I really appreciate that, Mr. McCarthy. You know, but the last thing he's going to do is interrupt his vacation and go to work. Your thoughts? No, I, I tell you, I have always focused on policy, Lou, and I, I say the politics will work themselves out. And there are a lot of people across this nation that have been indicted, charged, prosecuted, and sent to prison with a fraction of the evidence that has been produced against Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, and the rest of the Biden crime family. This is absolutely a disgrace to our nation, and that is why we continue to see chaos and turmoil around the world. It happens every time we have weak leadership in the White House. And and so now we have clear information that they've been receiving money from China. We have clear information that they were receiving money from Kazakhstan and Russia. Oh, my goodness. And from Ukraine. Meanwhile, we sent $30 billion worth of weaponry to Ukraine. And that the only reason we can track that is because we know how much the weapons were worth. And we've sent somewhere between is the closest accounting I can come up with is 70 to 90 billion dollars of financial aid. And we haven't had an audit of that. We haven't had an accounting of that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you could go in and, and, and track a lot of that's been laundered because guess what? Three years ago, all I heard about Ukraine was when they were the most corrupt nation on the face of the earth, and they were laundering dirty money for dirty politicians, beginning with Hunter Biden. And now all of a sudden, they are they are pure as the driven snow. I, I don't find that acceptable, and many of my colleagues don't find that acceptable. So now when President Biden says he wants another $40 billion supplemental, of which $24 billion will go to Ukraine, okay? But he's trying to put us in a corner because he says, we're going to send aid to Maui. And we're also going to send $4 billion to the southern border for security. Well, I looked into the legislation and I've read it. And of that $4 billion that's supposed to go to security for the southern border, about $3.5 billion of it is to, is to provide housing, and assistance, financial assistance to illegal immigrants. That's not security. What that will do is continue to incentivize illegal immigration into our country, which now is at the level of about 6 million people during his administration that have had encounters with law enforcement and about another so, million and a half that have snuck in under the cover of darkness in full camouflage. And who knows where they are and, and who they are, not to mention the, the absolutely sinful fact that somewhere between 85 and 100,000 children have come into our country illegally and they have lost track of them. Who knows where they are and what's being done to them? A former official for the HHS uh, department says the number is 85,000 children who've uh, disappeared and clearly implying that they are victims of sex trafficking uh, in this country. A lot to be answered for. And that's what we're going to take up here next with Congressman Rosendale. We'll be right back. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now talking with Congressman Matt Rosendale. He is, uh, in my opinion, an exemplary representative. Uh, he represents, by the way, the, uh, the good people of Montana. Congressman, I, let's, let's be straightforward as we can be here. This is a this is a nation right now that has a fraud uh, perpetrated on it, uh, but willingly so, it seems, because people are are choosing to just ignore that uh, Joe Biden is not the president. He's not the chief executive. He is not the man making these decisions of whether it is Ukraine, whether it's border security, whether it uh, is um, immigration policy. This man is being directed by Marxist Dems or a Marxist Dems. Uh, some say that person is uh, Barack Obama, that this is his third term. But whatever it is, this country is being led down uh, a path of destruction. Nothing in my judgment, and I'm perfectly willing to hear your, I am eager to hear your view. Uh, otherwise, if, if, if that's the case, but if we don't, if we don't get this fixed, this country is doomed, and that means impeach the the son of a gun and do it now and start start uh, dis disassembling disassembling this uh, excuse for a government that is under the control of Democrats everywhere. So people have to rise up, Lou. People have to take control of their lives. They have to take control of their government. When I see polls that show that Joe Biden still has, take the number, 45 to 47 percent of the support of people across this nation, who are they? Who in their right mind would support a man who has not just the onset, but advanced dementia and would, would give them the power to, to be the, the, the world's leader of the free world? That is where our problem lies. And anyone who is willing to vote that way, that's where we have the, the biggest problem taking place, as I see it. This is our nation. I can tell you something. We're starting to hear conversations right now about another strain of COVID coming out. We can see the table being set for the federal government to step in and start taking control of our lives and telling us what we can and cannot do. Well, I'll tell you, I won't consent. I won't wear a mask. I, I will not have the, the federal government telling me what I will or will not inject into my body. And if that means that I will not be able to travel, then I won't travel. I will take care of my family, my children and my grandchildren. And, and, and that is how it's going to be. We cannot consent 
to a Marxist, forget about a socialist, a Marxist communist agenda, and I'm not going to submit to it myself. Well, I can guarantee you that uh, we aren't either. And the the reality, though, is a lot of people are are confused about what COVID is, what happened in 2020, and how the uh, the Marxist Dems pulled that off. Uh, whether it's early voting, whether it is shutting down schools, what are what are parents expected to do when right now the FBI wants to uh, to charge them as domestic terrorists when they raise their voice in a school board meeting? What are they going to say when the community says to the to the teachers unions, you're not shutting down this school. And if we have to bring in parents to fill these classrooms with teachers, we'll do it. But you're not shutting it down. And we're going to protect the children just as you should be doing. But we know that is a phony proposition on the part of the NEA uh, and the uh, the uh, the federal teachers. Uh, I, finished, I visited the um, Yellowstone County uh, Fair week and a half ago. I'm, you know, back here in the state visiting fairs and, and businesses sure. and schools, actually. And when we went through the security gate, uh, a woman came up and she saw that it was me, you know, in the vehicle. And she reached in, she shook my hand and she thanked me for everything I'm doing. And Lou, she said, I'm a teacher and I'm a union member. And I think you're doing a great job fighting for us. And and my family, I've got several other people that are teachers and union members, and, and they are glad that you're up there fighting for us. So uh, oh, great. there's a lot of people that are willing to stand up and say, no more, no more. We are, we are not going to consent. There's the idea that uh, the entire public health apparatus is organized with a, with a political uh, disposition because its heads are all appointed by uh, politicians, and in this case, the Biden regime, uh, they are lined up uh, subservient to, subordinate to the World Health Organization at the order of President Biden. This is madness. Uh, the WHO, as you know, uh, most of its senior positions are all uh, Chinese nationals for crying out loud. Yeah, and we cannot we cannot uh, turn our sovereignty over to any other entity or organization. WHO, uh, you know, the, 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 anything at all. We cannot turn our sovereignty over and I will not do so. The United Nations, you know, when it comes to health concerns, um, our gun rights, any of these things, they that is not the United States Congress. That is not the United States president. And I will not consent to something that comes out of WHO or the United Nations. Why would That's that who governs our country? Why would not the leaders of the House of Representatives say to just come together, organize themselves uh, if they wish to do so in a bipartisan way? Fine. But if the Democrats can't stand uh, to deal with reality, that's also fine. But the Republicans have to say that, Mr. President, you're no longer qualified to be in that office for a host of reasons. Uh, but we would like you to step aside and we would like to have power sharing over this interim. Uh, and we would like that. To, and the Republicans come together in your in your conference and decide who that will be. But it can't be a bunch of rhinos because we're not talking about just creating the same pro uh, left wing uh, corporate structure, globalist corporate structure that is Wall Street, that is corporate, quote unquote, America. It's not America, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to have action and real leadership. 
uh, in the Republican Party. And I fear for the country if that cannot, cannot uh, be constituted uh, and put together and take action. Your thoughts about why the Republicans aren't organizing themselves around that very real possibility uh, that uh, the Democrats are going to figure out a way forward that doesn't include you and the American people, if you don't act, are not going to think too highly uh, of Republicans. Lou, I've been saying for quite some time, the time for timidity and half measures is long gone. That ship set sail 20 years ago. We have been leaning to the left for the last 75 years. Not the last eight years, 10 years, 12 years, for the last 75 years. And we have taken more and more liberties away from the American people. I sat in a ranch family kitchen about a month ago. And I had three generations there, grandmom, her son, who was about my age, 60 or so, and then his two sons who were in their 30s. And the sons and the and the father, we were in the kitchen having coffee, eating a couple of cookies, talking about the day's events and, and the problems that we were facing. And finally, the grandmother came up out of the living room, sat in the kitchen, looked at everybody and said, you have lost more freedoms than you realize. And she is spot on. This has been eroding for quite some time. And we have got to be strong and we have got to be bold because the Democrat Party is absolutely turned into the arm of the Marxist regime. And they are going to try to control everybody in their lives. We saw it with Obamacare. We see that they're trying to control the health care, where you can live, how you can live. If they control energy. They control the uh, the monetary system and they control health care. Then you are going to be subservient to the government. I won't consent. And people need to stand up and say, we are not going along with that. And any time that you've got an elected official that is representing their own interests before that of the republic, they should be voted out. I can't vote everybody out. I can I can expose what is taking place in the state of Montana, but the electorate must participate or this system is not going to work. And I hope that the Republicans in the Congress of the United States shows them leads by example and does what is the right thing in this very critical moment in American history. I know that you will be among those who do so. Congressman Matt Rosendale, thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show. Thanks for having me on, Lou. Always a pleasure. Congressman Matt Rosendale, a great American. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Our guest here tomorrow will be Congressman Tim Burchett, member of the House Foreign Affairs and House Oversight Committees and the Freedom Caucus as well. Please join us here each and every weekday for The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And check out LouDobbs.com. Thanks, God bless you, and God bless America.